0: So our lesson this morning was inspired by a question that Alyssa asked at uh, her Bible study. Alyssa studied some at home and everything and had a uh, question. And and Alyssa, as I have noticed, is one that, that looks below the surface, not just everything at face value. And, and her question certainly uh, did show that. But uh, the question for us to, to, uh, to study and was uh, Satan. So, uh, we know in Genesis, in many places, talks about him as a, a serpent. Yet in uh, Revelations some other places, it talks about him as a dragon. And we'll talk a little about maybe, Macy, or a lion. And uh, so, as you, I don't know, I. I can't keep from picturing things in my mind whenever I have a thought process. Occasionally I do have a thought process. Most time I forget it before the process is all the way through. But anyway, so um, so have you thought of say, the picture of Satan uh, in the Garden of Eden there and, and talking to Eve? What do you picture? Do you picture a snake down on the ground? Do you picture a snake standing up on his tail, talking to uh, Adam Eve? No arms, no hands. What do, what do you, what do you picture? Or when it calls him a dragon, what do you picture? A dragon like you see in cartoons? He's got four legs, usually long tail, and, and puts out that flame, or is it? Uh, Godzilla is Godzilla a dragon? I've made so many Godzilla movies and everything. What do you, when you think of a dragon, what do you, what do you picture, or do you picture? Maybe I'm the only one that does that. But do you picture something when you think of a dragon? What do you think of? Some of us, uh, more mature, will remember Puff the Magic Dragon. I think Linda used to sing that a lot. I think I'm not sure. But, uh, so what do you think of dragon? I mean, so we have Satan, we have devil, we have dragon, we have serpent, uh, as a lion. How do you recognize him? Do you think he's ever here in this building as we assemble? or the old building out of Arabia? We assembled out there, do you think he was there? Well, I didn't see anything sitting there with a uh, tail and and breathing fire. We did close to have a snake in here one time, it was outside the door, and so we was close to having a serpent inside here, but as far as I know, he didn't make it in. We teased Jerry about that. Uh, Jerry didn't like snakes. Uh, So, How would you recognize Satan? Do you think it's important? Do you think he's real? So what shape or form would you think that that he takes, that he's in? Uh, Again, devil, dragon, serpent, Satan. Of course, we see what uh, a... Man red with pointed horns on his head and a pitchfork and a pointed tail, we, we is that we look for that. I don't mean to be funny. I think we need to know how to recognize he's real. But how do we what do we look for? Uh, I think we'll see most of the time in the scriptures, he's invisible. How do you look for that? Or uh, one of the movies or TV shows? Uh, I can't remember. It was one of the like Star Trek series or something like that. They had people in there that were shapeshifters, the science fiction movie, and they could take on any shape, any form that they wanted to. So, how do we recognize? Satan or the devil. So another clue that I think will really help us a lot is, what does he eat? You think, well, that's, how could that be important? What does he eat? What could be the importance of that? Linda probably say he eats slim chickens because she got sick over there. (laughs) So what, what does, you have to forgive me, sometimes my mind doesn't work right, but... uh, so what what does he eat? he said well that that's not important. Well, let me ask you something if it's in the scriptures and it tells us what he eats, is there any significance to it I don't think there's anything in this book that doesn't have any significance now I've read books before i don't get to read as much as I used to, but uh reading this one book, and uh this he was kind of a young author and uh he kept just going on and on and on. It seemed like to say, "Help!" He would have three paragraphs. Just he was putting words in it to make his book thicker. And I, I put it down and I'll pick it up later. Well, I'll try it again. And finally, I couldn't finish it. He just putting words in there to make the book thicker. And that's exactly what it was. But do you think that's the case here? Do you think there's anything in here that doesn't need to be in here? Well, I don't. So. And we'll see. The Bible tells us what what he eats. But uh, if you went to his house, what do you think he would serve? I mentioned it, I think, last week. Devil eggs. Uh, Linda and... Dolores, I, both, I love the deviled eggs. I don't know if I eat anybody else's or not, but I, I like deviled egg. But do you think that's what he'd serve, deviled eggs? Do you think that's what he eats? Do you think that's what he would serve? What about devil's food cake? Do you think he would serve that or eat that? And I know people that won't eat it. I've known other people change the name so they think that they can eat it, take the devil out of it. So what would... We see in the scriptures uh, where the Lord says, You are of your father, the devil. Now, let me say this. God is the creator of all and everybody. Satan doesn't create anybody. But far his father, the devil, this is who they're following at, at a particular time. Uh, but what do you think he would serve his Children. And let me ask this, and I won't get to all this morning, I see that, but <laughs> does any get sick <laughs> eating Satan food? <laughs> that comes to mind again. I, I talked to two people this morning and got sick from, uh, thing, maybe from food uh, from a restaurant possibly. But Satan's food. Is it possible for anyone to get sick from eating what Satan serves? And the answer is yes. We'll probably get to that part next week, Lord willing. And these are just some things we'll try to uh, find uh, about Satan as we study. Where does he hang out? (laughs) That might be some slang terminology, but where does he hang out? What does he spend his time doing? And kind of what, what does he do? So, these are some things I think we need to know to recognize Satan. I think are very important things. So, where do we find him? Where does he hang out? Uh, somebody this week, I don't know who was talking about it or even why, but somebody was talking. He was talking about Ironton, some of the history, how many bars there used to be in Ironton. And now there's not as many. But they were talking about all the different bars and some of them relocating and everything. So is that where we'd find Satan hanging out? You know we have to get our answers in the scriptures. Not from hearsay. What about, I don't know about Ironton, but maybe in there are certain areas in towns where... Uh, a lot more places for drugs. So do you think that's where he would be hanging out? Oh, yeah, they sell drugs there, and they take drugs, and that's where he'd be hanging out. We have to prove this by the scriptures. Uh, I remember when I was younger, uh, down at uh, Arabia, and uh, there's a pool hole down there. And... Uh, I liked, it, I liked the loaf there. They didn't sell alcohol. I think finally they sold some pop and chips, but we played pool in there. And a lot of people, oh my goodness, that's Satan's there for sure. When I was even younger, there was a little place in Waterloo, a little gas station called Elmer Cooper's. And uh, people would loaf there and everything and sometimes buy some gasoline and buy pop and potato chips. But they played cards in there. And uh, us kids, we kind of like the low fare. Usually the, the uh, adults were playing cards, and we'd watch and everything and listen and everything. But, oh, is that a place where Satan would hang out? Playing cards? I've told you stories about playing cards, but I won't, uh, I won't go into that uh, this morning. So, where do, If we go to the scriptures, where do we find him hanging out? So let's go. I'm going to go to the book of Job. You can turn there or not. You're familiar with it. Job 1 and uh, verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. Isn't that pretty close to what we're doing here this morning? We came here before the Lord to study and and worship and fellowship. So there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, From where comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going uh, to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. But he was here where they were meeting to worship the Lord. That's where he was. Wasn't in the pool hall. And in the second chapter of Job. And uh, verse 1. And there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. So. Here we go again. wasn't the bars on 3rd Street or Drug Haven Place or anything like that. But the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, much like we're doing here this morning. And Satan came also among them. Verse two, and the Lord said to Satan, "From where comest thou?" And Satan answered the Lord and said, "From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it." Earth is kind of important. We may may or may not get there. So, by looking the scriptures, where do we? Where does he hang out? We're reading First Peter one verse there. First Peter try to get us thinking, try to get us to find our answers in the scriptures and not from uh, hearsay from the religious world. While you're turning there, I, I'll tell you another the story that I've told about cards many times. Uh, there was an uh, elderly lady uh, in the hospital or nursing home it was basically, it was, you know, kind of time for her to, to, to pass away. So her son came in, and she had been, I heard this from a personal television. And he said this lady had been a good Christian woman all of her life. Now she was up in years, and it's time for her uh, to pass on. So her son, with good intentions came in to help entertain her, spend some time with her. And he got a deck of cards. And they were playing cards. And all of a sudden, uh, the, the flames of hell's fire were burning her feet, and she died and went to hell. Says that? That's what the world tells us, things like that. But we don't find that in the scriptures. So 1 Peter 5 and... Uh, well... First of all, Peter is, uh, if, if we go back who it's written to, it's written to the elect according to the foreknowledge of God. That's who this is written to. And even in verse 5, it talks about the, or verse 1 of chapter 5 talks about the elders, and then verse 2, feeding the flock of God, and so forth. But then in verse 8, be so to, to these people, the sheep, the elders, the elect, to these people it says, be sober. You say, well, maybe it's talking about the bars. No, it's not. It's a different sober. But be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So it's among the elect, the elders, the sheep, according to scriptures, that's, that's where we find him. That's, that's where he hangs out. Uh, Revelation chapter two. We still, of course, have to find out how to recognize him, don't we? But we're trying to find out where he where he is, not where he is at, uh, but where he is. Revelation chapter two. Uh, let's go to verse 8 and to the angel of the church in Samaria, Smyrna write these things saith the first and the last who is dead and is alive I know thy works and tribulation and poverty but thou art rich and I know the blasphemy of them who say that they are Jews and are not but are the synagogue of Satan talking to church here are some of the people in it none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. You see where Satan hangs out And uh, verse 13 is t- talking to uh, uh, Pergama, but verse 13, "I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat or Satan's throne is." and holds fast the, my name, and has not denied my faith, even in those days in which uh, Antipas uh, was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. So I think we get a pretty good picture where, where he hangs out. We need to know how to recognize him. Uh, Ephesians, Bill read in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, I think in the last chapter there, It talks about synagogues of Satan. So, it gives us an idea of where he hangs out. So, what shape? How do we we look for him? What shape does he take? Again, does he take the shape of a serpent? Do we look for a serpent going on the ground? Uh, What kind of a serpent? Copperhead, Battlesnake. What's those big serpents that uh, that kind of got loose in the Everglades now and they're supposed to be destroying the Everglades, those great big ones that are catching and everything like that? One of those kind of serpents? Maybe a cobra. They kind of stand up a little bit, you know. Maybe it's a cobra. What kind of serpent do we look for? That one was out there. I think it was just a garter snake that time. Or... It's called a dragon. Is it dragon shape? What, what do we look for? He's a, it calls him a dragon. What do we look for? I won't go there. There's a few places in the Bible that list at the same time. It, it says that old serpent, uh, the devil, dragon, and Satan, all, all listed in one sentence or one paragraph sometimes. So it's all, I mean, it's talking about the same person. That old serpent, the devil, the dragon, which is Satan, just puts it all together there. So um, the word serpent, I I like to go and look at the Greek and Hebrew definitions. The word serpent means uh, snake, sly, cunning, Artful, malicious, and just plain old serpent. So when I think, uh, see a snake or something, uh, I don't think sly and cunning necessarily, one goes on the ground. Artful, <laughs> no, not really. Malicious, well, maybe it might startles or something. So, But that's the definition of serpent. And he is called serpent, that old serpent. So these things fit him. Whatever shape or form he's in, this fits him. Sly, cunning, artful, malicious, We, I think we maybe would would understand pretty easy, but he, he's very sly and cunning, deceitful. So, what about dragon? What's the definition of dragon in the, the Hebrew and Greek? Well, actually, it's, it's kind of uh, well I found it humorous when I first read it dragon the definition of dragon a fabulous kind of serpent (laughs) that's the definition of of dragon as we look at it in the script maybe not every place but at least some places as you look at the Hebrew and Greek a fabulous kind of serpent so that takes us back to that Uh, I've been to zoos and things like that I haven't I haven't seen uh, a dragon, a fire-breathing dragon or anything. I see some of the serpents laying back in there. They do kind of give me the creeps looking at me my neck glass. I don't know what it is, but anyway. So, so there's are some shapes that, is it a serpent? Is it a serpent walking upright? I mean, is it a dragon? Go to... Uh, uh, 2 Corinthians, and we'll see here the shape that he and his followers take on. And again, I think it's, it's very important for us to know that we understand that we might teach others. 2 Corinthians, I'm in 1 Corinthians, that's not going to work. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Uh, I'll just go to verse 13 for such are false apostles deceitful workers transforming themselves into apostles of Christ so here's some, we might say, a, a mild case of shape-shifting. They're appearing, they're not, that's not what they are, they're not apostles of Christ. They're really false apostles, and they're deceitful, or cunning, or artful. But they're false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. They're not really the apostles of Christ, but that's how they're viewed by many. And then look at verse 14 as we're talking about Satan. And no marvel. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So what shape? We're not looking for a serpent or a dragon. And the thing about dragon, I know there's a Komodo dragon. And, of course, we uh, talked about that a little bit. Komodo Komodo dragon. Doesn't breathe fire, but there's, there's something else we could study there. My understanding, I've seen it on the nature channels or whatever, but the Komodo dragon, it's a big lizard, what, six foot long or eight foot long? And it, and it bites its prey and then leaves alone. What comes out of its mouth? The slime and, and all this harmful stuff out of its mouth kills it. It's like, it's not poison, but it's just this, well, I guess it's poison, then. but anyway, it just bites them and then lets the bacteria and all that stuff take place, it dies and it goes and eats it. And really there's some good applications there, what comes out of its mouth is pretty filthy. And maybe it doesn't kill all of them, gonna make some of them sick. So, uh, but no marvel for Satan himself is transformed to an angel of light. So we're not looking for a snake or a literal dragon, but transformed into an angel of light. That's that's how he's viewed. And then verse 15, Therefore is no great thing if his ministers also transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose ends shall be according to the works. So they are transformed into ministers of righteousness. Now, they're not. It says they're false apostles. But it says they're transformed. They're viewed as ministers of righteousness. Well, how do we know the difference well the Lord's true disciples they'll, they, they are ministers of, his, of righteousness but of his righteousness the followers of Satan that's transformed in, into uh, ministers of righteousness declare their own righteousness so there's, there's a difference uh let's go back to uh, uh, so so again I want to be aware I want us to be cautious I want us to be able to recognize it and that we can tell others as we see this on television so I, I remember it was very sad a lady she passed away many years ago but she uh, became kind of a shut in she couldn't hardly get out she was not mobile or anything, and she watched television all day, but all the religious channels, and she sent money and supported all of them. Didn't have any idea what she was really supporting. Uh, First Chronicles, chapter twenty-one. <coughs> 1 Chronicles 21, and 1. And Satan stood up against Israel. Now, we can find that in different places. He stood up against, uh, 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 I think it was Joshua. We can find different places where Satan. So here it says, and Satan stood up against Israel. What form do you think he was in? Was he a snake on the ground? Was he a, uh, a dragon breathing fire? Was he Komodo dragon that bit him and got all his bacteria set up in him? What what did he do? What what do we see here? Again, not rumors, what happened? And Satan stood up against Israel and enticed David to take drugs, to drink, to play pool, to play cards? Entice David to number Israel. Well, what's wrong with that? If you, we won't go on down through there, We're, uh, well, actually, let me read verse three there. Uh, I'll read 2 and 3. wasn't going to, but let's do it. And David said to Joab and to the rulers of the people, Go number Israel from Beersheba to Dan and bring the number of them uh, to me that I may know it. Why did he want to know the number? If you know the number of your enemy, you want to know if you've got enough people to defeat them. That is, if you're not looking to God. And that's exactly what's taking place here. So in, in verse three. And Joab answered, the Lord uh Joab answered, The Lord make his people a hundred times as many more as they are. But my Lord the king, are are they not all my Lord's servants? Why then does my Lord require this thing? Why will ye be a cause of trespass to Israel? So while he, even his his uh, uh prophets and advisors and everything don't do this if we need more people to fight this battle the Lord can add whatever he needs I uh makes me think of I think it was Elisha and Elisha had been uh the enemy I should refresh my mind on this may have been the Assyrians, I can't remember. But anyway, the, the king of Assyria, if I remember it correctly, they'd go try to ambush Israel and everything. And every time they do, they'd be a trap. And they'd go back together, and, and just the king and his, his uh, closest people, and they'd devise this plan where it can go attack Israel and surprise them. And Dagon Israel was ready every time. So then the king said, hey, there's a traitor amongst us. And then one of them said, no, what it is, is this... This this prophet in um, Israel, I think it's Elisha, could be Elijah. You can study that and let me know. (laughs) But anyway, said he knows everything that you mentioned in your private chambers. So the king of Assyria, was he out to get this guy? Yes, he sent everything he had out for him. So then Elisha or Elijah, I think it was Elisha, he was kind of camping and his servant was with him. And the way I, I, again, I'm picturing this in my mind. So seems like they woke up one morning and the servant went out first out of the tent and, and uh, saw uh, all, the, all these armies gathered against him. And you know, they're out to get him because of what he knew uh, about uh, their ambush plans and everything. So they're out to get him. So they sent forces after him. So the servant went in and woke Elijah up and said, hey, get out of here. What's wrong? He said, Look at all these people gathered against us. And Elisha said, said, There's more with us than with him. Can you imagine what the servant said? You know, wipe your eyes out a little bit more. You know, there's two of us, and all these armies gathered against us. And he prayed for his servant. He says, Open his eyes. And he saw. Thousands of chariots of fire gathered all in other words God's protection protecting him all around. He didn't see it before. So the servant was looking at he, Elisha, and his great big army. Elisha was looking at that big army and God. So David, when Satan enticed David to look at size of the armies, Size of our army, not thinking about God. That's Satan, that's Satan, that's the heart of what Satan does. Look to yourself, not look to God. That's the heart of what he does. He's very deceitful in it. As we see him on these false apostles on television, that appears to be be, uh, messengers of righteousness, they're very deceitful. They'll tell you how much they love Jesus and how good he is and how good God is. And then in their ignorance, they'll tell you that it's all up to you to get yourself to heaven. Don't give any honor and glory to the Lord. That's Satan at the heart of of who Satan is. Uh, But here, uh, the point I wanted to make from this that I hadn't made yet, I guess, and Satan stood up against Israel. Do you think there was a dragon there? Do you think there was a whole bunch of snakes? Invisible, wasn't he? No, no record of seeing him there, but he was there. Uh, when he came to Job. I don't think anybody, any humans, saw Satan. When... And and we'll maybe go back to this later. When Peter, the Lord said to Peter, Get thou behind me, Satan. Talking to Peter. Talking to Peter and said, Get thou behind me, Satan. I don't think anybody saw a dragon or a snake or anything. Whenever Judas was going to betray Judas didn't know he was going to betray him. And, and I, still, I still am open for discussion on Judas. A lot of discussion there. Uh, just I uh, still open for discussion. I'll just say it that way. I can see this way, but I can see this way. But anyway, so the Lord, he, uh, when uh, Judas he took the salt, it said, and Satan enter into, entered into his heart. Do you think there's a snake? I'm thinking all sci fi stuff now. There's a sci fi movie. I think it was old Star Trek. And a worm entered this guy's ear and eating his brain from the inside out. Uh, so Satan entered into the heart of Judas. Do you think it was a snake crawling in there? Nothing was seen. But something happened. And we know he did, uh, certainly, well, we know what happened and everything. Uh, if you want to study a little more on that, but Judas did repent. Something interesting there. But anyway, don't want to get off too far off track. Uh, the Lord again said to Peter, he said to Peter, he said, Satan desired to sit you as wheat. So do you think he's going to have a big sift and Satan, big giant there, and sifting? You say, "Well, that's foolish." Well, it is foolish. But I want—what do we look for? He says, "Satan desired to sift you as wheat," and we taught on that uh, a long time ago. But the Lord said, "But I've prayed for you." So Satan desired to sift him as wheat, but again. Invisible to everybody, wasn't he? So how do we recognize Satan? What do we look for? I mean, we, we've had some pretty good hints and everything. But we can't go on a shape. He called Peter Satan. We can't we can't go on shape. What, what, what do we look for? And uh, I'm not going to get all the way through this, so I think this might be a good place to stop. How do we recognize him then? Well, there's another thing we can look for. What does he eat? <laughs> so, Lord willing, we may try to talk about that tonight. What does he eat? That'll give us a clue as to... Who Satan is. What does he eat? Uh, I'll give you one scripture. Uh, It's in Isaiah. It says, uh, And dust shall be the serpent's food. So it says in Isaiah. So, Lord willing, we may talk about this uh, tonight if it be the Lord's will. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. We're dismissed.